Consequence Podcast Network. This is the Album of the Week, a new weekly series on Consequence Sound Podcast Network that features in-depth discussions on this week's most topical release for the Album of the Week. I am your host, Dedrick Hendricks. Before we get started with this week's edition, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Be sure to write us a review. Scroll down Apple Podcasts, Google Play, write us a review. Let us know what you guys are thinking and subscribe. Keep up to date with the weekly series that we have, Album of the Week, here on the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network. This week's edition, I'm going to be joined by Tyler Clark to review the new album by Tenacious D, Post-Apocalypto. This is an American animated episode series by Jack Black and Kyle Gass as Tenacious D. Um, It is released exclusively on YouTube. The animated series is. Now, this entire project was assembled by Jack Black physically drawing each frame. And I remember back in an interview earlier, I think it was December of 2017, Jack Black was on a radio show promoting uh, the Jumanji movie that came out. Welcome to the Jungle that Jack Black obviously starred in. I remember he stated um, and pretty much started. That's when he started promoting the Tenacious D album, Post Apocalypto. Um, so this has been in the making for at least over a year, as we know, at least since he announced it. But Jack Black and Gas pitched the series to Netflix, HBO Go, and Amazon Prime Video for distribution, but it was rejected and picked up exclusively by YouTube. So let's go ahead and bring on Tyler Clark is going to help me review more in detail the Tenacious D album Post Apocalypto. And you can see Tyler's written review up at consequenceofsound.net. Thanks for joining me, man. What's going on? Uh, not too much. Just uh, just thinking about my uh, favorite Tenacious D moments from over the years. There are so many. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I said to start this podcast uh before listening to a Tenacious D album, it's probably a good idea to know what you're getting yourself into. Because if you don't know who Tenacious D is or what they talk about or what their music sounds like, you're not going to be very prepared. So That is very, very true. Yeah, you got to you got to sort of prepare yourself for like the sort of unbridled like male id in music form. I think that's usually what they sort of go for uh, as their as their mo, a couple of sweaty, horny dudes playing some, you know, playing some rock and roll music. Man, that's living the dream, if you will. <laughs> so the, so the last time we talked, uh, we did Great Event Fleet, and uh, you weren't yep. you weren't too fond of that either. Um, so we're awesome. we're getting ready to record today, and I get your review. I'm like, you know what, Tyler's probably gonna be in a better mood this time. Wasn't into the Great Event Fleet album that much, so I'm like, you know what, I think he's gonna like this Tenacious D album. I was wrong. Um, I, you know, I'm as surprised as you are because I was really, pre- I was prepared to love this one. I was all, I was very excited to see that this was this was coming out. I feel like, uh, you know, it's been it's a it's a time where, and I think I say this in my review. You know, it's one of those times where I feel like the sort of like cheap, uncomplicated laugh is sort of hard to come by sometimes these days. <laughs> and uh, I've always been able to count on Tenacious D to provide those for me. Um, so I was going into this very, very excited, very, very hopeful that I was going to be able to just sort of, you know, turn my brain off for an hour or so uh, and, you know, watch this crazy YouTube series and listen to the accompanying record and just, you know, be able to sort of, you know, giggle myself into uh, into oblivion. And, uh, hey, it just... It just never happened that way. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's let's find out why I didn't do that for you. Um, although overall, I 
kind of agree with you. you know, yeah. From what it sounds like reading your review, kind of are on similar paths here with this album, although I thought it was a little bit better than what you graded it, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, let's start off with kind of the background of the album. What's what's the lowdown with Jack Black and Kyle Glass approaching post-apocalypto? Sure. So they, you know, they these guys have been collaborating together for over 30 years now. I mean, they, you know, they met um, back in their, like, theater, like, comedy troupe days. Um, you know, we're really active on the fringe festival scene and all that. And, of course, you know, that led to the uh, cult classic, Tenacious D, mm-hmm. HBO series, which sort of, I feel like in a lot of ways, even though it was, it was a product mostly of the 90s, definitely kind of feels like it predicted a lot of the types of humor that have been prevalent throughout the first couple decades of um 21st century, and, you know, they, they sort of had their big moment in 2001 when mm-hmm. uh, they released their first proper album. You know, it had Tribute with that great video that yes. um, came with that one. It had songs like Wonder Boy, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and sort of established them as their generation. It was almost like their generation's, like, Spinal Tap. They were these guys who were able to um, take the tropes and the expectations of their chosen genre in this in this case you know sort of 80s and 90s metal uh and kind of turn them on their heads and you know poke fun at them in a in a loving in a way that felt like loving and reverent but also like very self-aware and very fun mm. um and, you know that that sort of continued into 2006 when they had pick a destiny the the big feature film which uh was you know by all accounts sort of a box office bomb I happen to I happen to think it's hilarious. I I loved that movie when it came out, and yeah. uh, you know I haven't seen it for a few years, but I, I I feel like I have nothing but fond memories um, of that one. But you know that that sort of felt like maybe they were kind of reaching the like end point of that that initial wave of uh, you know creativity and goodwill from audiences. You know that maybe we were we were hoping to find something, find a little bit of growth that maybe wasn't quite there on 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 that one um you know they took a few years off after that and then came back with um Mm -hmm. uh rise of the phoenix um back in 2012 uh which by all accounts was sort of regarded as a uh, return to form uh, in in a a lot of ways maybe not quite hitting the heights of um their debut record but certainly making up for um uh pick of destiny and and the soundtrack that came with it and then they kind of went quiet again, and you know, like um, obviously, you know, Jack Black has his uh, his film career and all that, um, and so you know, the the time for Tenacious D sort of has has waxed and waned given his schedule over the last um, you know last few years as he's blown up. But um, yeah, and then I think it was last fall they announced um, that they were they were in talks to sort of to do a comeback and to sort of. Um, in a lot of ways, I think this was positioned as kind of like the sequel to the unofficial sequel to the Pick of Destiny. You know, their yeah. sort of return to um, narrative storytelling mixed with music, almost that kind of like rock opera sort of vibe that they work with and that they've worked with really well in the past. Um, uh, this time, of course, instead of a, a, a feature film, it was a, a six-part YouTube series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the final episode of that series is um, airing. Uh, today uh, mm-hmm. and is uh, you know is is the interesting thing about that is it instead of being a live action series or even like traditional animation it's actually 
uh, hand drawn by Jack Black himself. Yep. Paper and paper and markers and all that. You know, he drew it. Um, had had a sort of colorist come in and and you know add uh, add all of that, and then it it almost plays kind of like a slideshow, almost or like a film strip. It's it's really wild, and you know, certainly from that um, that kind of setup sort of allows them, or at least you'd think would allow them to kind of explore some visuals that would maybe be hard to realize in a live action setting. And mm-hmm. certainly when you hear the the premise of this series, you know that they're like there's been sort of a nuclear holocaust and it's tenacious be sort of like making their way across uh, this post-apocalyptic landscape as sort of like the, the greatest band in the world trying to bring order to this new wasteland of, you know, that is the irradiated American landscape. Like it definitely has the potential, yeah. uh, at least in that sort of elevator pitch where you feel like, Oh man, this could really, you know, if they do it right, like this could be really awesome. I'm going to save one of the tracks that I like for your bad because you have that one as one of the ones you didn't like. So I will save that one. Um, But for you, I see a couple of your central tracks, but we don't have to necessarily go into specific tracks yet. But what were some parts and specific areas on the album that you personally enjoyed? What was the good? Well, I think, again, you sort of after three records, you kind of have an idea of what you imagine a Tenacious D record is going to sound like. You know, they they do not no one would ever accuse them of having like incredible range or like you know a uh, a sort of deep well of personality you know they're not david bowie they're not like reinventing <laughs> themselves on every right. on every record but uh, on this one i was i was pleasantly surprised um to sort of see them kind of deviating from a lot of the like you know metal hard rock pastiche that, that they're that they're used you know usually uh, focused on um, and, and I thought that although I will say that like I did I did miss some of that I, I thought that, that some of their more uh, you know mellow tracks opened up a sort of interesting uh, avenues for for them to sort of explore that, that it kind of felt like we hadn't exactly seen from them as a duo before um, in terms of like specifics like I really liked um, uh, I think making love uh, is is was one of the really good tracks on the record for me. Kind of starts off as this like Jefferson airplaney, you know, sort of like smoky foreboding track, and it, you know, it kind of it, again, like obviously, it's, <laughs> given the title, like it's it's preoccupied with. Right. With you know what sort of most Tenacious D songs are preoccupied with, which is you know making making incredible love, uh, having I don't, I don't know if I don't know, actually I don't know if making love is, is right for what Tenacious D does, but uh, <laughs> they um, you know it kind of unfolds sort of like the more like uh, older you know sort of more sensual cousin of of Fucker Gently, mm-hmm. like that's from from that uh, original album. You know it's it's kind of this interesting, you know, tone for them to be to be taking. I also thought that like um, hope, the song about their there's they have like a three headed dog that they find in their two headed dog whatever that they find in the series and uh, they name it hope. Sort of this this parody of like sixties and seventies like folk ballads that I think works well on like 
uh, uh, like a humorous level and also is kind of a pretty song as mm-hmm. well. Uh, that also goes for the, for the track Colors, which I think, I think, you know, having watched the series, obviously it's intended as a sort of like goof on these right. very sort of earnest, optimistic anthems or whatever. But again, like when you just listen to it on the record and when you sort of divorce it from that, like the, like lyrically the content, like it doesn't really give away that it's, that it's meant to be like received tongue in cheek. And it's actually, it's, it's kind of a pretty song, and you know, it gives Jack Black the chance to like, you know, to actually like sing and croon a little bit, which is always nice to hear. You know, I'm I'm still I still sort of remember that that uh, you know, uh, well the singing the concert scene in High Fidelity, you know, really fondly. I think he you know he has when he first sort of shows off those pipes in the, in that movie that uh, yes. you know you kind of you have that feeling. Again, here, of like, oh man, that guy can actually, you know, he's not just like a big clown. He can actually sing. Right. Um, yeah. And so, like, for the record, like that, those were the moments for me on there that really stood out. And, you know, I think they, they were small moments. And, you know, that was also kind of what stood out in the series as well. Like, I think yeah. that there were um, some wonderful sort of small moments of performance and, and, uh, you know, that while I don't think, and we'll get to this in a minute, about why the sort of overarching maybe narrative didn't work for me all that well. Like, yeah. I do think that there were some very funny, you know, very funny moments throughout this series. Uh, basically, any time that the robot was on screen, I was, like, <laughs> completely transfixed. I thought that that was, like... And, you know, like, that's definitely a character we've seen before, the whole idea of, like, a third yeah. wheel kind of coming between the two of them or, like, <laughs> having to interact with this, like, very tight, duo yeah but like those the this sort of like weird neurotic terminator that they were paired with like that's when the show really started for me like that was that was when i really started you know sort of sat up and started paying attention and and kind of felt like that maybe this was you know maybe things were finding their footing a little bit yeah hope for me was my favorite song on the album I think we've talked about this before. I'm a 60s, 70s guy, so that was absolutely right in my ballpark. I love that one. Um, Colors. Colors are the thing that make the world better. I've been seeing things in black and white. If we work together, we can live forever. If we do it right. I was pretty good as well. Making Love. I'm glad you talked about that one. That was the one. That was one of the few... It took me a few listens to really like it, man. I'm going to be honest. Uh, yeah. And, I, and you know, f- my first mistake, and you're probably going to laugh at me, and I, I have to admit this, all right, I made the mistake of having to listen to part of the album with my kids in the room, all right? So, uh, obviously not a good idea. Uh, making love, especially, uh, about the first minute and a half. If you can make it past that, um, you're good. But the first minute of that, making love, Definitely is not kid friendly, um, so oh, I had to I had to skip it a couple had to skip it a couple times. But finally was able to listen to it the third time. I still had to scan through that minute, man. It's just a little too much. But yeah. after that minute, after, after that minute, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it does sort of like it opens up into a very you know after a very graphic yeah first couple minutes like it opens up into a really like you know sort of pretty kind of like weird duet. Not really a duet, but like his characters, at least, are a duet. I think they're both voiced by Jack Black, but um, yeah, and yeah, it sort of it re- kind of redeems itself, you know, for its its early deviance there <laughs> by the end. Yeah, so we can both agree though that 
overall, you know, it may not be our personal favorite track, but probably the best song on the album is the Apocalypto theme. I love I love that song, and and I, I don't, don't get me wrong. The only reason that I included that in the bad in my review is because I wanted more of it. Like, I, you know that that song. I think it lasts like thirty thirty seven seconds or something, or like forty yeah. seconds or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my god! Like, if this were like the length, if this were three minutes long, if this were like the actual single from this record, <laughs> like I think that would have changed my. You know, that would have been like at least two grades higher for me. Like just wow. based on that alone, like. I found that so frustrating that like that was all that we got of that song because yeah it just had that <laughs> that crazy like spaghetti western energy and it was like okay like this is what this is what you come to a tenacious D record to hear and you know they obviously had different you know different things in mind for this one but like to give us that little taste of like something so good and then to like pull it back it was just like ah you know like <laughs> just really wanted more yeah, I did too. And unfortunately, we had to wait all the way to the end for a reprise. And it was That's like, right. nah, like, nah, I just want, just give me a song, man. I don't, I don't want it to. Yeah. So yeah, we, we agree on that. Um, but that was, that was the one that I was saving for your bad because I've seen that in your bad. I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking yeah, about? That's no, <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, yeah. Cause I mean, I think I even still like, you know, I mean, not to skip ahead a little bit, but I mean, I definitely put that in the like essential tracks, you know, yeah. like I think even even with its like abbreviated runtime it's definitely you know probably you know one of if not the highlight of the album for me so um (laughs) all right so what else uh bothered you from this album what did you not like and what made you give it the c minus grade that you gave it well you know i mean i think the problem starts with the the source material you know i think it starts with the series and you know having watched it now a couple times I think it, and I say this in the review, you know, it's, it's really difficult to call something like this, like, boring. Like, that's almost not the word for it. Because, you know, like, it's really hard to say that, like, a series where Jack Black and Kyle Gass, like, fight Donald Trump Jr. and his army of, like, Nazi and, like, KKK guards over, like, a, you know, like, time travel crystal and, like, you know, with, with a Terminator robot and, like, fang <laughs> genital monsters, all this stuff, like, Again, it has all the sort of like makings of this sort of like gonzo romp, but I feel like it never really could decide what it wanted to be. Like it, I, it, it, it there, there were pacing problems. Like it felt like at times it, it was going for that like sort of very like slow stoner comedy, like non sequitur, you know, meta kind of humor, and at other times it kind of felt like it was leaning towards more of a like action series where we're supposed to be like following the plot and like yeah you know, really to like drive forward and all that and it kind of picked it kind of like took half of each of those which just kind of left it in this sort of like middle ground that didn't ever really coalesce into anything meaningful you know like i think mm-hmm. what i said like when the robot shows up in episode four like that's when it felt to me like the whole series yeah. started like it's like the first three episodes it was like just them trying to figure out what this was going to be about and you know i think that you could you could almost, like, if you lopped those off and then just, like, had, you know, the three episodes that, that we did have as just, like, a sort of, like, 30-minute short film or whatever, I mean, that's, that, to me, is a way more interesting series than, than the one 
you know that we've been presented with. And so, like when you when you have that as a as a as a you know jumping off point, mm-hmm. and you have the soundtrack album that it that comes along with it. You know the way that they use music in this series. Again, it's very much like a rock opera. You know, uh, and you know the same criticisms were levied towards the Pick of Destiny soundtrack. Was that a lot of the material was so much in service of the narrative and so much so tied to the action on screen that as a listening experience, you know, divorced from those visuals and divorced from the from the viewing mm-hmm. aspect, like it just doesn't quite hold up. You know, like if you take away the like the the skits on this record, like you don't there's not even twenty minutes of music on no. on this album. And and you know, and a lot of it is like like the apocalypto theme, a lot of it does feel sort of like rushed and underdeveloped. And there, you know, there's there's a lot of times on this record when you find yourself just getting into a song or like just sort of like beginning to like get what they're where they're going with it and what they're doing, only to like just have it end and then you're moving on to the next thing. And it's like, well, no, like I wanted to, I wanted to stay back here. I wanted it to feel like you know this was a more fully developed, fully realized song. Uh, and so. I, I think that there's a world in which, again, there's a world in which, like, this could have worked, but it's so dependent on totally nailing the source material. And so when that doesn't happen, like, a record like this one, it's almost, you know, it's almost impossible to have it sort of, you know, it, it exist on its own yeah. in any kind of, like, successful way. You absolutely nailed it. Um, talking about you take the skits off. And there's like 20 minutes of music, maybe. And that, that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask you, you know, do you think this would be better suited for just the viewing of the animated series rather than just streaming it on Spotify or something? I do. And I mean, you know, for, for all the problems that I that I did have with the series, you know, it is it's I mean, it's tenacious. You know, like it's it, there's a baseline of like absurdity and a baseline of quality that I feel like that they have demonstrated over the years. And I mean, if you like their other material, like, you're going to find stuff to like in this. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's also interesting enough to see, like, Jack Black's drawings, like, that, that's going to, I think, be a div- point of division mm-hmm. for people. Some people are really going to like it. It definitely has that, like, mid-off uh, Adult Swim feel to it, you know? Um, very sort of, like, deliberately crude, very, very limited um, in terms of, like, actual animation I, I think it's cool to see an artist like him, you know, who, who we've sort of seen in the acting world and in the music world. Like, I always find it interesting when artists, you know, sort of uh, step outside of their usual genres to sort of try something new. And so I think that that, that, was, that was part of the appeal for me was just, like, seeing where it was going to go, seeing sort of how these the, like, weird mind of Jack Black was going to work in these sort of, like, I think in the review I said they kind of felt like, they kind of felt like the drawings that you'd find on like a desk in study hall, you know, of like some bored ninth grader just like carving a weird picture into a, you know, into a table in the lunchroom or whatever. Like, so I mean, I think that that adds a lot to the experience and adds a lot to the song. Um, and yeah, I think that that would that for me would be the optimal way to experience them, uh, not just if you if you're only listening to the record, if you're only streaming it, you're only getting half the picture really 
painting the perfect picture. Uh, that's that's <laughs> exactly what I pictured. I pictured. I used to be a bad kid, okay. So like, I used to. I used to. I remember it. Like you know, I'm in trouble. I ain't got nothing else to do. I'm just drawing on the desk, drawing on papers. That's exactly what it looked like. Uh, perfect picture. Yeah. Perfect picture. All right. So the two the two songs that I picked that I really did not like. I oh, I just couldn't do it, man. All right. So I did not like "Take Us Into Space." I couldn't do it. Um, and the JBJR rap. Um, too much auto tune, first of all, and it, it was just all wrong for me. What did you think of those two? Yeah, I mean, those were both those were both you know songs that I think if, if you'd left them off, nobody'd miss them. Um, <laughs> the entire, I mean, in fact, like the entire space, like space station subplot to me, yeah. I felt like the laziest and like you know most sort of momentum killing part of this you know, the entire series. Like, I think that that was where I started to flag a little bit, even in, you know, even in, I mean, this is like an hour, it's like these, these six episodes are like an hour long. And so, you know, that's yeah. not a big time commitment. But even, like, midway through that space episode, I was like, okay, this is <laughs> ready to, I'm ready to move on from this one. Although, again, like, even in that one, like, I thought that the, uh, the you know, the, the voice work for the, and the characterization of the, the weird, like, German scientist or whatever, mm-hmm. still kind of funny. <laughs> but like on the whole, uh, pretty forgettable part of the series, and and the song I think uh, mirrors that. And then yeah, the um, yeah the JB Junior rap is just like woof, you oh, know. Like, yeah. I guess I, it. I mean, I guess if you're, it kind of felt like a, a weirdness for weirdness's sake yeah. moment, <laughs> like of just like oh, what would be unexpected, right? Right. Now? Yeah. Well, what what can we do to throw off the listener? We have to do something. Right. And they did because they did. Man. In the, yeah, but it's not not maybe in the way they would have liked. No, I, I did. I did not like that one. All right. So what what do you think overall would be the verdict? You kind of alluded to it a little bit a moment ago, but what would be the overall verdict for the listeners approaching and after listening to Post Apocalypto? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is not probably the first place you want to experience Tenacious D. Hopefully not. Yeah, you know, like let's put it that way. Like it's there. Are, they, you know, they in a lot of ways they have sort of been telling the same story in sort of different permutations over the course of their career. And they, they do it a lot. There, there are a lot better examples of both the humor and the sort of narrative concerns that they're, you know, that, that they like to tackle in other mediums. I mean, you know, like if you, if you have the opportunity, the option of like starting with this or like, you know, starting with the HBO series, I mean, like it's no, it's no choice, and I mean the same with the Pick of Destiny. Like this, this I think even does lag a little bit behind behind that one. I mean, now that said, you know, it, I'm, I'm I'm glad I watched it. Certainly, like uh, yes. you know, I, I I think that they, for me, and I think for a lot of people, like hold a very sort of special place in you know in their hearts as like you know sort of artists who maybe touched on something like in their liking music or liking comedy that felt very sort of uh, subversive and that felt uh, very special, and that, that you kind of had that feeling of like you were the only one who got it. You know, they were they were those artists that that you that they really felt like like they belonged to you. You know, I mean, when you when you uh, when you experience a Tenacious D album or show or whatever, like it, it really does kind of feel like hanging out with like your idiot friend. You know, <laughs> and I think that's a credit to them as performers and to them as friends themselves who, you know, work together for, like I said, like over three decades now, uh, that always comes through in their work, even when it's not their best work. And so, you know, I mean, it's, it's certainly, it's, it's worth an hour of your time to experience it at least once. But I mean, I don't think, 
if you're if you're expecting a new sort of a new favorite from from Tenacious D, I think I think you know they're going to have to get you next time. Yeah, so let's go to the overall grades. I was a little bit more generous than you, maybe because I'm a little nicer, or maybe I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Whatever the listener decides, um, who's nicer and who's not. I gave it a C plus. Couldn't quite give it a B minus. And my essential tracks, um, and you can weigh in on one of them because we haven't even talked about one of them yet. And I want to get your thoughts on that, and then also give me your grade in essential tracks after that. But mine were hope. Which was, yep. I, as I mentioned earlier, was my favorite one on the on the entire album, uh, Apocalypto theme. Like you have, I mm-hmm. actually had Colors, and I had a fourth one because I couldn't I couldn't decide on the third one, so I had to have a fourth. Daddy Ding Dong was my last one. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, motherfucker. Go. What the fuckers was the wounds that killed my baby? You motherfucker killed my baby. You know, again, that that was another one. I, I I think as a song, and I mean that, you know, we we talked about how they they really did sort of shy away from a lot of the the tr- the typical like metal influenced mm-hmm. sound on this record. But I think that was one of the few times that it did come through. And I mean, yeah, I I did like that song. I thought that the the, the that subplot in the Series that didn't do much for me, but the song itself, I, I was, I can back that. I can back. That's a respectable pick. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that because it wasn't necessarily the lyrics, I guess, but the guitar was absolutely yeah. killer in that. I was like, yes, this is this oh, yeah. is the metal. And again, like, the, like yeah, and a lot like a popular theme. It's like that's what you, that's what in the in the past at least, like that's what you come to a Tenacious D record for. And so they they were able to give to give you a little bit of that on this one. And I think that yeah, that was pretty well. Well deployed on that song. <laughs> I figured you'd like it. All right, so what was your final grade and essential tracks for you? Well, I did give it a C minus. I just, Ugh. you know, I couldn't, I just couldn't quite muster it on this one. I, uh, you know, like I said, I did have, and that may be, part of it for me may just be the, the you know, the very high expectations. I was, I was sort of perhaps, you know, un, unjustly, like, excited and, and, and hopeful for this one just because I am kind of a, you know, I, I have been a Tenacious D fan for, mm-hmm. you know, for, well, you know, going on 17, 18 years now. And <laughs> so it's like, you know, I think, uh, so part of that might be, might be, you know, my sort of own personal disappointment. But I do think that, yeah, as a record at least, yeah, I think uh, just, just because it is so dependent on the series and so sort of unable, I think, to really fully support itself, like, you know, apart from that. And also because, like, the, some of the material in the series that it does draw from is on the weaker end of the Tenacious D mm-hmm. uh, catalog. I felt like for the record, a C minus. I might, I might go higher for the actual series. I might go up to a C mm-hmm. or a C plus if I were if I were ranking the uh, the <laughs> series itself. But, but yeah, I think that the the record does. I think it gets a C minus for me. That is ours. Grade and essential tracks for Post-Apocalypto, new Tenacious D album. All right, so before I let you go, I have a feeling we're going to be talking again next week. Uh, what you got coming up? Well, actually, I am working, it'll be in a couple weeks, I think, and I'm, I'm not sure what, uh, what the plan is for this one, but I am reviewing the new uh, Mumford & Sons record. That, uh-huh. is, that is currently the only uh, record that I have been doing a little shuffling around uh, scheduling wise, so I've got that one coming up, and I've got uh, I've got some other some other interesting sort of year end articles coming up in in December over on Consequence Sound, so that'll be something to to look for as we kind of draw 
2018 to a close and kind of figure out what we learned along the way. This year flew by, didn't it? Really did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you just saying that I I even just while you said that I looked at the calendar. I'm like, really? It is November second. Yeah. It, it, it is it, November second. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. Just fast, a shot. It's going a little too fast, but hey, we're going to be wrapping it up here and glad that we finally at the end of this year have this album of the week series. This is fun. All right. Thanks again for coming on, man. We look forward to your work at Consequence of Sound. Good stuff again. Uh, Thank you. Always a pleasure. So that'll do it for this week's edition of the album of the week series. I've been your host, Dedrick Hendricks. Again, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Make it one of your favorites on iTunes, Google Play, everywhere podcasts are available. Make us one of your favorites and keep up to date with our Album of the Week series as we dig deeper in detail and have in-depth discussions on the most topical release of the week. Again, I've been your host, Dedrick Hendricks, and this has been the Album of the Week series of the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network. Consequence Podcast Network.